swear, didn't they find the barge and, and make their escape that way? No, that's not what happened at all. The creatures had tusks and the riders were throwing spears at them. To this day, at bars all across Kasur, no one really knows what happened during the chase. Karzalek may have told the story faithfully, but as time ticks ever onward, stories tend to take on a grandiose nature larger than the truth. We lost a little bit of this episode. Just bad luck with the internet, but we were able to recover most of it. What follows is our best attempt at making things make sense. The party had found themselves in a predicament, you see, having to run for their lives as the Bullywood camp came alive with the chaos of the death of their queen. They were spotted over the west side of the pyramid, coming out from a tent and making their way to a river that seems to be flowing very strongly. The horns sound, and a bullywug with a telescoping spyglass stares at you from the howdah, a basket-like structure on the top of these great elephantine lizard creatures. As the party moves quickly through the underbrush, we use the chase mechanic as detailed in the Dungeon Master's Guide, and the players rolled for complications. All the while, thundering behind them, these creatures and their riders pursue, throwing spears and shouting. Bart transforms into a mountain goat, and Karzalek mounts up, dodging pitfall traps, natural hazards, quicksand, and getting their butts bitten by a swarm of sturges, we are able to catch up now with them as they dash forward, risking exhaustion as they run and run and run. On Bart's turn, you reach the shore of the river, bursting through some more foliage, finally able to see it. Ahead of you, only a few hundred feet away, is the base of this rise. This large stone that on top of it, it has a, a tree gnarled and old. This is what the king referred to, you think. The tree of dreams, where they go to enter. This is where Molly is. Yep, we gotta, we gotta get there. We do. You reach the edge of the water. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna jump in and get this your, thing off my rope. Your dash action and you jump into the water. Okay. I will give you that as you dash in there and romp around in the water, splish, splash, 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 this thing unlatches from you and flies away. Okay. That's good, at least. No more butt munching. No more butt munching. And then the water sturges bite your butt instead. <laughs> oh my god. The water latches onto at, my butt. <laughs> at the end of then? your turn here, I need you to 
roll me 1d20. Yes. I don't think you have updated my movement, by the way, yet. I'm no, still I'm not. I'm about to. Okay, I rolled the 1d20. You are going to be at uh, 320 here, right? 340. 340. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I rolled an 11. An 11. Okay. My first you over the threshold look, roll, maybe. Yeah, you look back, and you don't see Spark anymore. You, they must be up the embankment a ways. Um, they can't be that Dang. far behind, though. You also don't see the creatures that are chasing you. You're at this edge of the water, splashing in the water. This, this chittering, fleshy bat flies off back into the woods off your body. Next up is Spark. Okay. Um, Spark is uh, not feeling the fact that they haven't gained any distance. So they're gonna gonna go ahead and just do a full movement and a dash. Okay. And double my movement for my turn and see uh, how much ground I get. So basically, Spark is going to see no one around, see the cliff where the goat dropped off, and just jump straight up off the cliff and end up (laughs) tumbling down a bit and grabbing on to hold hold on to things and uh, following the goat down towards the river as much as I can. Moving you guys to be more accurately where you would be here. Okay. Cool. So... You move off this cliff and you clonk land down on the rocky embankment. There's a fair <laughs> amount of debris down here from the river uh, where it flows high sometimes. But you look ahead towards the deep waters where all these swamplands drain into and it's swirling. You know, the water here is, is churning powerfully. It almost seems frustrated, like it can't go anywhere, and it's just sort of gushing towards the center of this place. Up ahead, to your right, you look across and you see the goat splashing in the water. You see beyond them the rise on the other bank and the tree on top of it. The fog is clearing and the wind is picking up. Ah, the goldiest tree! Onward, Bart! And I charge after him. (laughs) Okay. Roll that 1d20. Right. I rolled a nat 1. Okay. (laughs) Nat 1, eh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Just just so you know, I don't lie about my (laughs) dice rolls on roll 20. (laughs) So there's some grass... Uh, along the, the side of the river here, and you, you as you're shouting that and you continue to run up, you uh, step through the grass and you hear this other sound than the... At first, you, you feel like it must be the creatures behind you still chasing you, but you've, you've gained some distance on them now. Yeah, um, that was the whole point. They're, they're back at the tree line still. You guys are towards the river side. Um, <laughs> you you see where this sound comes from, 
as a long neck of a creature extends from the grass up and up and two bison-like horns extend from either side but it has the face of a very distressed human Yikes. And this what? long neck <laughs> with shaggy black hair hanging down from its long necked head. And it looks at you and it makes the sound again. Is it speaking primordial? It is not speaking primordial. It seems like it's just lowing. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw as its gaze okay. fixes on you and you look into the blackness of its eyes. This guy's very emo, huh? Okay. He's not feeling good. Wisdom saving throw. That's a nat nine. What do I have? Wisdom save. Zero. That's a nine. Zero. Let me post a little picture of what this uh, creature Please looks don't. like. I'm scared. I, I, don't know. I feel like my I'm response going is to, to say... Post it. In primordial, I'm just like, why? There it is for you. Oh, I dislike this creature. Yeah, it's like a a horse bison with what? long human yeah. hair and a human face, but also bison horns. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> that's got a brachiosaurus wow. neck. Yeah, it's got a brachiosaurus neck that looks at you and it goes one more time. Hi. Hi. Uh, you take some necrotic damage here. Um, Go. Let's see what this is. Okay. Three necrotic damage. And your maximum hit points are reduced by three. Ooh, fun. Very nice. You feel like there's a glitch in your system when you look at this thing. You can't classify it. You've never seen a creature like this before. It is aberrant in some way, and you don't like it. Bye! <laughs> Bye! I try, I try right. to run away. <laughs> Next up, we have their turn. Here, they're gonna try something. They're coming up towards the forest edge. They move... They're not going to dash. So you have a, a larger lead on them now. So they're going to move up. You are now... Uh, you are now... Uh, almost 100 feet. You should be 95 feet. You moved... No, you dashed. So hold on. I'm sorry. I'm horrible at basic math right now. That's okay. There's a lot uh, of math going you on. You are a hundred and five feet. That's a yeah, hundred and five feet away from them now, even after their move. Um, I, I just I haven't been updating it every time you guys moved. Just updating it at the end of the round here. So um, you are a hundred and five feet away from them at the at the edge of the water. Looking back, they're at the uh, the edge of the forest. You're in this grassland. This creature has peeked out its head, and they look and they screech all of these bullywugs like in horror at what they see here, and they throw a bunch of spears at you, uh, including some 
that seem like they're charged with some kind of energy. So let's see I what they get. I throw my hand to uh, and shout no and try to cast shield, but I don't have any spell slots left. They uh they miss with the initial barrage, but then one that seems to be glowing with this pink energy. What's your final AC? Uh, let's see. I said I put my shield away, and I was just having my quarterstaff out, so it's sixteen. Okay, this one hits you. Um, okay. and it is going to deal. Wow, I'm getting really bad damage rolls. So that's five radiant damage, and. Two piercing damage as a spear embeds into your hull. Oh! Most of them miss. Most of the spears from this volley from this war elephant like Howda. It almost miss. And you do feel like they chose to do that instead of egging on their beast even more. Okay. Mm. But you're at this water's edge. We're at the Top of a new round, Crow. It's your turn. Alrighty, so I've reached the river. Can I see the um, the big old goat splashing around? Yeah, they're you know a couple hundred feet down the beach in a different direction to your left from you. Yeah, um, but so you can see them. So the river is kind of running north south, sort of, or I guess. Uh, it just, don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's running actually east, west, and you guys are headed north towards the tree right now. It is on, on our linear map here. Just don't worry about north, south too much. Well, I'm hearing all this crazy sounds. I'm actually going to stop and try to like listen and look around me. And, uh, first of all, I want to kind of try to like figure out where my, uh, party members are. Yeah. You see them down the beach. Okay. So I I can see them. Okay. Um, You can see them. Uh, do I see what's happening with um, Spark and this bison thing? Uh, mm-hmm. You see the neck raising out of the grass, which is very disconcerting, I would imagine. Though from here, it's hard to really exactly see the features. It looks monstrous. And I heard You're... probably some sounds as the spears yep. connected with Spark. Um, think, 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 think. You know, landing into the dirt and then one tonk right into the metal. So there are trees in between me and the beach. Yeah, just a couple of scant trees with some okay. vines hanging. I'll just move once, just very slowly and carefully, to avoid touching any of these vines. Okay. Um, worried about like you described them as being so, you know, lattice-like that I'm worried. They're lattice. Kind of, yeah, absolutely. Kind of trap. So I'm gonna move carefully and not touch anything and just okay. get get down to the edge of the river. You move carefully, don't touch anything. I will say you're able to do that without making a check if you do not want to dash this turn. Yeah, I'll just move once. No dash. Okay, you move once. You I, think, I think I'm like, I'm like reaching the ends of my endurance anyways. With yeah, that, so. okay. And you proceed under these vines. As you go, you feel like something's moving behind you. You look back and you see the vines are kind of curling around a little yeah. bit. like reaching lazily after you and then they they just give up and they're like okay yeah i didn't like the look of that so yeah but then you are standing after another you know couple of feet you walk by and you are on the beach not at the water's edge but you're you know yeah on few the beach. feet from the water's edge and you look up the wind is starting to whip around a little bit and you see hazy fog clouds moving by this rise and the 
Golthius tree, as Spark calls it, up um, ahead. Do I... It, it kind of what I was going for is, like, making some kind of, you know, attempt to look for a path, like any sort yeah. of way across the river. Why don't you make me a perception check? That sounds good. Um, let's see. If it's just churning water, then it's very scary. I don't mm-hmm. like it. All right. Perception is 19. Okay, 19. Yeah. You look to your left, you see that there's your friends. They're on the on the shore. They're, you know, Bart's already in the river and Karzalek's on top of him getting all wet. And you're like, that's, that's not the way. That's not going to... You're... We have to find a way across this river. Like, this is obviously a dead end. Who knows if those things can swim, but you don't want to find out. Right. You look to your right down the other direction, and there's a boat tied up on a dock that looks well-maintained, and there's even some supplies on the dock. A lantern hangs unlit. Are there any inhabitants milling around the boat? No, it doesn't look like, um, though you would imagine if there were, they might have been called back. Yeah. Um, you see that along the beach, there are a couple of spots where there are like streams of water running into the river that look new. Like yeah. there's water coming from the ziggurat behind you. Alrighty. Yeah, I, I uh, take note of that. So maybe on my next next action, I'll try to make my way to the boat. Okay. And to be clear, what kind of boat it is, it is a, uh, a large wooden craft uh not human looking in construction but you know um kind of ovular and has some striking lily pad and lotus motifs carved into it and there's big broad wooden oars well i don't see like a big you know magic orb nearby (laughs) no it doesn't seem like it's controlled by any any magical items oh well yeah Uh, yeah all right, next up. Turn. We are at... Oh, you need to roll me a 1d20. Oh, right. Okay. Um, D20. That's an 8. Okay. By the boat, there's a ramshackle wooden structure. You look at it, and you're trying to discern what its purpose is. Is it like an outhouse, like a boathouse, like they store gear in there? It looks kind of run down compared to the dock. And you look at the dock. The dock's been patched up. New wood. This was a ruin at one point, and it's been restored. Um, however, behind the wooden structure, there seems like there's more of those thorns and some stakes driven into the ground, like warding off whatever is beyond that area, the spikes facing out towards the brambles. Like, what are they trying to keep away from the dock? Interesting. Um, Okay, next up, Karzalek. All right. Cars At this elect- point, you are actually kind of uh, probably out of range of striking at these enemies here. Yeah, I think th- actually that's that makes sense. And I just imagine cars would hardly be hardly be in a position to do so. Probably hanging out with both hands, 
as Bart is flailing in the water and Sturges are taking off and yeah, you know, like the water's rushing around and he hears a yelp uh, behind to see uh, Spark clearly and a pickle yeah. and cars like almost unknowingly like by reflex like he starts jerking on Bart's on like the hair on the back of on like the back of like Bart's shoulders like trying to steer him back almost unconsciously and just like yelling at Bart like Bart we have to turn around Bart's in trouble he's not gonna make it out of there it's slowing him down too much we have to do something this he just yeah he's just kind of like okay. becoming kind of at this point he his motions would make him a burden to bart if bart were to try keep he's holding on to the goat okay yeah do, you do anything if, action wise on your turn no i think without any attacks car cars is just yeah. he's not in the position really to do anything beyond like, got it okay yeah, hanging on and so you hang out like, yeah. roll yep. me 1d20 come in your way That is another eight. Okay. Um, you're looking around and maybe you you try to look across to like, how are we gonna get across this river? You look to the other bank and you see that there's just more ruins over there. And you, you imagine like, there's gotta be enemies over there too. We're gonna cross this river with no way of getting across. How do we do that? You look to your left, there's no way of getting out of here that way. You look back to Spark, there's no way of going back that way unless you're fighting the people that you're running away from. You could try to help him get out of there. And you I look to your like right. Spark is coming down the hill like, keep going. <laughs> okay. You look to your right and down the ways, there is a boat. You see that, and you think, okay, that might be a way. But okay. just beyond the boat, there's like this ramshackle structure with spikes and sticks driven into the the earth around it. Okay. Then and you you look at it. Bear with me here. You look at this. You're like, this is my our way our way out. We have to we have to go back and get our friend and get out of here. You look over there, and there's some motion behind that structure. Oh shit. A couple of figures are moving down the beach out of the fog into sight. Next in the order is Bart. Oh. You're no longer bit in the butt. How wide is this river? Um, it's uh, more than a hundred feet wide. It'd be hard to swim it, you think, but not impossible. You look around, you see there's a boat and a dock. Do I see these figures as well? Yes, you do see these figures. They're roughly bullywug sized. Uh... Okay, Bart will try to move back at a diagonal to get back to shore, jump back onto shore, and start running towards the boat. Okay, so you move towards the boat. Your All right. Dashing? No. Just moving your movement speed towards the boat. Yes. Okay. Got it. End of your turn. Um, 
You gonna spend an action to do something? No, I think that's the end. Okay, next up. Spark. Okay. Just so got hit. I got hit by what exactly? It was radiant A damage. Spear with radiant pink energy attached. Man, this messed up. Okay. Um. I and I also see. I look down and I see Bart and cars. I see the goat Bart and cars heading towards a boat. And I look up at the cliff and I see other people that are like throwing spears at me. About right? Yep. Yep. Okay. That's the situation. Okay. I'm going to look up at them, the uh, the bullywugs and the large creatures chasing me. And I'm going to, in primordial, shout to them. Come and get me, you craven bastards. <laughs> and um, I will wave my uh, quarterstaff at them baitingly. And I will run towards the river where um, the goat and, and okay. cars were. But okay. where they're not going. So I'm going to try to distract them to bait them away from right, where they're headed. Dash? I will... Yeah, I will use... Yeah, if it yeah. doesn't take my can, action to like try to persuade them. them. No, not at all. Cool. You can dash I will, and do that. Yeah, I will use my action to dash and okay. my movement, so I'll double, yeah, 60 feet. 60 feet. Got it. So you move up, you try to bait them away. They seem like they are taking the bait. They have now broken the tree line and are barreling towards you. And at just the for end, the record, you, huh? how yep. close am I to the river at this point? I would say about 20, 30 feet. Okay. Like, really so Yeah, close. I'm just, like, full, full sprinting in, like, or, like, not sprinting into it. I'm, like, backing into it with, like, my arm and quarterstaff raised to them, beckoning them towards the river okay. as I right. uh, try to distract them. And you D20? see your comrades running down the river, and yep, you see, uh, see that D20. Roll me a D20 and see what happens. I rolled another nat one. <laughs> nat one. Okay. The wow. monster with the long neck oh, looks in your direction again. And this time it opens its mouth. And it says, Craven. And its eyes shine with a pinprick of fire. And you roll me a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, I think without even succeeding or failing, I already stand up straight, rigid. I have no modifier to this. I rolled a nat four, so that's a four. Yep, okay, you're going to take some more damage here. You take seven necrotic damage this time, and your max hit point is reduced by seven. Uh-oh. Cool. Um, yeah, you just feel like this thing should not exist. It is an aberration to your understanding of biology, and your programming at this moment is overloaded with plenty of other very uh, cognitively ta taxing tasks. You cool. can't handle it right now. Awesome. Um, it's still my turn, right? Uh, that was the end of your turn, actually. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. I, I messed you up. Spent, you right, you dashed and yeah. you taunted them. 
Yeah. So yeah, in the chase mode, there's only yeah. so much that you can do. Okay. Should have so second next... winded, but that's too late. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's keep moving here. Yep. So the next one in the order is them. They're gonna run up as far as they can on you here, um, putting them. You feel like this is gonna come down to, if you see the boat down there, you feel like this is gonna come down to the wire as you run over there. They are about 50 feet, 55 feet away from you. And what can they do with that? Then they can, at this point, they can uh, roll something here. Okay, the net or, that they've been knitting around starts to close. You feel like just ahead of where Spark is running, there is this net that's falling. And Bart, you look back and you see that that's behind you, but you're outside it. Crow, you're looking on and you see your comrades, one of which might become caught within some sort of energy bubble projected from the top of the largest one of these war elephant-like creatures and the weird apparatus on their back. That is their turn. Next in the order. Crow. Alrighty, so... Oh, darn. Um, I see Spark about to be ensnared. Um, I obviously, I, I probably see these two figures that are near the boat. I, I should be the closest one to the boat, it feels like. Um, can I tell, like, more about what these two figures are trying to do? The figures near the boat? Yeah. Yeah, you, you look at them, and they come into clearer view. They are zombie bullywugs. Oh, good. Um, do I remember if zombies can see invisible things? I feel like they can. You do remember that, and you notice that they don't seem to care that you are invisible <laughs> and are headed in your direction with their mouths agape, sniffing. <laughs> All right, uh, so this boat, is it something I could reach in a single move? Yeah, in the single move, you can reach the boat. By my math, also Bart in a single move will be able to reach the boat. Okay, um, like water direction-wise, would I yeah. be going with the with the water if I try to go towards the, um, I guess towards Bart at this point? Actually, no, you'd be going upstream. Oh, darn, okay, that's no good. Um, <clears throat> hmm. And how far am I from Spark? You are about a hundred feet and change away from Spark. Really not that far. You know, like you split off yeah. to the side and you ran off to the side, definitely getting out of the direct path of this thing. But it's only been, you know, a minute or so, minute or two of just running, running, running through the tree line. You don't know how many bullywugs know you're here, but they know you're here and they're chasing yeah. you. You've oh, reached the river, which is close. Like the river is close to the ziggurat. It flows, it seems, almost into the ziggurat in some spot, but you, you can't quite see that. Alrighty. I'm trying just to get a visual idea of like if I were to launch the boat, 
could yeah. I could I get across the river, or would I just be like swept down towards? The you would boat? not be. It's it's shallow enough or in the er, early areas there where you could you could launch the boat and try to get away from these zombies. You could absolutely that's, do that. That's what I want to do. Okay, you do that. You launch the boat. You hop in and you shove off with one of these beautifully carved paddles, and you're floating as the zombies sort of wade slowly into the water, their arms extended after you. That's a good scene. So I, I kind of imagine like, you know, Bart is just up the beach from me. He could probably see, uh, he and Cars could probably see just the rope <laughs> on the loop itself. And the, yeah, and the that's great. Itself. That's yeah. great. And then and two zombies <laughs> like going <laughs> chasing after nothing. Like, oh, that's probably where Crow is. That's probably where Crow went, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's pretty much like all, all I want to do this turn is kind of get in the boat, yeah. get away from the shore, but sure. try to say to where Bart could still. You absolutely do that. You you do that. That's one of the things I love about the chase is that it changes from roll me a dice and try to make a DC to see if you do it. You do that. Also, I need you to roll me one d twenty at the end of your turn to see if there's any complications to your action. I rolled a thirteen. That's a lucky yeah, there number. are no complications. You oh, you push off. And you are fine in this scenario. Um, do I see anything? Like, just take a quick, quick glance around. You mentioned sure. supplies in the boat. Yeah, yeah. So there's actually a cache of supplies. Yeah. So um, you find in a bag made out of woven uh, lily pads, you find a healer's kit, full charges. You find... <laughs> Hold on one second. I mean, this in the chat. Just um, it. Yeah, yeah. You find a healer's kit, full charges. You also find two potions. One is a healing potion, Whoa. and the other is a mana potion, rank one. Nice. I think from from past uses, those like restore spell slots. They restore nice? one spell slot of the level that they are associated Ooh. with. I'm gonna be chugging that so fast. <laughs> you, yeah, I figured whoever found that would just use it. Um, and you find there are two blunt spears in the boat. There's 50 feet of hemp and rope. Yes, um, more rope. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, you uncoil the rope and you're like, wait, 50 feet of hemp and rope. Yes, <laughs> and you have it. Uh, so yeah, those are the main supplies that you find. Oh, wow. So as a glance kind of stuff, I'm guessing that I don't have time to use a potion at this point. Um, no, no. Launching the boat, getting away from them. That's your that's your turn right yeah. there. You find the stuff in the pouch as you're like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm basically trying to like get off off the bank of the yeah, of get the off river. the bank. But you could row not- upstream. It's not so strong of a current that you could okay. not. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to get closer to Bart and Cars. Sure. And take this giant. Actually, can a giant goat fit on this? Ah, uh, we're gonna have to find out in a second here. Goat so boat? next in the order. It is Karzalek's turn. You're on top of a goat. What do you do? All right. Um, so from what we've just discussed, to Car- like Crow is like, all right, sweet. I'm being sneaky. I'm getting this boat. I'm taking it to the guys. From Cars' perspective, does it just look like this boat is like, oh, shit, this boat's drifting off. It yeah, must have the boat's drifting off. Unless you saw that Crow went invisible. You heard the noise. She so ran like, off the like, side. So, like, if the boat's tied down, he, there's a chance, I think, he might yeah. see it being, like, untied. And more of a why, don't we, why don't we roll to there see if Karzalek, the mundane, 
understands what's going on right now. Oh, random okay. shade? <laughs> one, yeah, one, he's, four, he's one, to two, one to two cars is, this is, oh, this is bad, uh, the worst yeah, stroke yeah. of bad luck. Two to, uh, three to four, it, he knows his crow. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh. Okay, at four. He knows I, his okay. crow. I actually had this great scene of like, uh, Kara's like unleashing the the bat and like just just completely <laughs> incinerating the boat. Oh, <laughs> like, oh no! Now oh, the bullywogs will never escape. Wait. Yep. Uh oh. Yeah. But All so right. that said, there's these zombies. Wherever Crow may be able to meet us, these zombies are probably going to be an issue for us. I'd assume as we're unless you guys just get in this boat. Okay. All right. Well. Cars know. Cars feel realizes. All right. There's what a stroke of luck. Crow is. Uh, what he thought may have been dipping out on them was obviously would mastermind this entire plan to save the party <laughs> via watercraft. Well, so you know that, that's that's a point of respect in Cars' book for uh, Crow's uh, battlefield cunning. That said, he still finds himself looking back at Spark, who just can't get a break in this pursuit. He are these bullywugs? Is is this uh, ox guy? Is this horrific, long-legged yeah. figure within Blazeball? It's, like gla it's glaring menacingly within Blazeball distance. All right, we're going to Blazeball like it. It's, it's not advancing. That thing just wants to le leer at you and say disturbing things. Well, I, mean, I don't like it leering at Spark, so we're going to try Blazeball it. Um, Blazeball. For a... Oof, that's an 11 to hit. Yeah, you miss. Um, you had a marker head resin, right? That's yeah, do you want to uh, use it on this? Let's use the extra attack first, and okay, we'll see what happens. Sorry to backseat for a second. Oh, I intend to hit. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna use the mark. Oh, I want it. I want to. You want this thing? Yeah, reroll, reroll. I really want to. Okay, here we go. Third strike. <laughs> da -da 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 -dun. That's a seventeen. Uh, that is a hit. That is a hit. Woo! Okay, nice. good job. Okay, okay you that creepy brachiosaurus neck. You're you're practicing with this weird weapon. You miss. You miss a second time, and you're like, "God damn it!" And you throw it up, and you spike it like a fucking tennis ball. Boom! In the direction of this creature, beaming it where its neck meets its head with fire. Roll me some damage. All right, that is wow. That's max damage. That is thirteen. Yeah. Fire damage. It roars and uh, pulls its neck back into the grass. Awesome. With that, cars will lean into Bart and just like mutter, "But I know we've only known this thing." He's trying to trying to find way to figure a way to describe it. Bart, no, no less than a day. But I can't help but if you if you want to turn back and. We can grab him. I'm not against that, but I, I leave that to you, friend. And end turn. Okay, end of your turn. 1d20. 20 coming up. Oof, that's a four. Okay, on a four, you, um... notice that the creatures trailing you are really like they're pulling out their um their, their monsters here they're, they're, they're pulling them out of the woods and turning them to their side when they 
look at you from atop the platforms. Uh, it's clear that they're within range and will be letting out a full volley on the next chance that they have. Oh boy. All right. Okay. Next up, Bart, you're a goat. I am a goat. Do you, do you turn back and, and you're so, really not that much farther ahead. You're like 90 feet away. Right. But with what you were talking about with <clears throat> the uh, the cage or what are the nets dropping over? Yeah, it's it's going to drop over. The, it's like a... So in Star Wars Episode 1, right. the creatures that have the big energy bubbles that come over the top of them and they drop down like a curtain. There's an energy curtain dropping. They have droid cars. Yes. Well, so they they're going to drop this on the outside of Spark. Now, you don't know what that does, but that's what you know. How, so uh, where, a bubble. Uh, it doesn't look like it's reasonably going to fall, like, very, very soon. Is it right yes, in front of very, Spark? Very how soon. close? How close in Very soon, like... Okay. It's 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 gonna happen very very soon within a matter of moments. Right, uh, but but like where? How far? Like how close is Spark to being out of it? Very very close. It's on a it's on a razor's edge here. What's about to happen? Could go either way. Okay. Okay. Uh... Looking at some stuff really quick here. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I mean, Oof. talk to me about what what Bart's doing right now. Bart is Bart is thinking. Bart Bart. <laughs> okay. Jay is thinking. Bart is doesn't thinking. have this long to think. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm reading, I'm reading the chat and my, my allies giving me mm -hmm. helpful, helpful hints. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> if we can set the meta of it, it's Che's mind inside Bart's mind inside the mind a of a goat. True. <laughs> what would a goat do? Right. But what would, what would Che as Bart as a goat do right now? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Deep we'll, let's find out. I'm excited. I trust. I mean, if this, I feel like this field is bad, and having you trapped in the field is bad. That's what I feel. I'm just, I'm expendable. What are you talking about? Exactly. Who am I? You I'm are just a robot. Again, you are like literally today. You're one yeah. move away but from literally today. Remember, it's like Spark. a long ass day at this point. But yeah, I yeah. did. You're I one did one move away from. I was excited to show you the world. Right? Yeah, and, I was like, and I'm wow, excited see to see it. But so we have to make sure you see it. So Bart the goat is going to run 40 feet back towards Spark the robot. Okay. So then I would be at 330, correct? Yep, that's right. Uh, can I do 30 feet and be at 340? Sure. And then that would be within 30 feet of Spark. 
That's correct. And I will, it, with the momentum, I'm sorry, Karzalek, I'm going to bonus action D <laughs> wild shape. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're going to probably fly off me forwards into the underbrush. Sweet. <laughs> 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 and yeah. then I will thorn whip attack uh, <laughs> spark. Okay. Nice. Love it. Uh, well, okay. Spell attack roll, I suppose, against Mr. So, Sparkamus. I'm gonna just no. Okay. I'm gonna describe what happens here. Okay. You turn around at the last minute, looking at the boat and the route of escape, and Bart thinks, "What? We've left too many people behind." Is that what Bart's thinking? Or I think so. What and I, Bart I thinking. I think also kind of like. leaving too many people behind feeling that we're too close and that whatever this thing is it's too new to the to the world mm -hmm. to just get crunched by a giant frog it. people it's kind of like a kid you know sure it's you you birthed this thing into the real world from the temple and mm -hmm. now you need to protect it yeah at least partially responsible to it i did promise sure. to show it stuff and i'm not gonna sure, let it sure. just get crunched okay if i can so help it you Hesitate for a moment in your relentless charge towards escape from these bullywugs. You turn and you shapeshift back into a gobbling, lash out with a magical root, and pull your friend out of the net as it falls behind them. Karzalek, you are thrown from the mount and clang against the river rocks, but right to yourself and look around. You can see an invisible person or uh, an oar floating, <laughs> boom, you know, pushing the boat along in your direction. We are out of initiative order right now, you guys. Woo! What do you do here? And Crow tries to swing the boat near them to pick them up if that's okay. all possible and let someone that can actually move these oars with a little strength take over does the party get into the boat as quickly as they can what's the situation here once you rescue spark from the yep. net falling down I yeah, yeah, and, Mark, I mean, and i say to bart uh i could i could have taken care of myself i was trying to distract him let's go jeez and I help Bart into the uh, into the okay. boat. Okay, you help Bart into the boat. Karzalek scrambles up in there as well, and Spark gets in there. And as you're saying this, a rain of spears hails down on the whole party. Oh. All right, hold on. Bart and Spark, you each take eight radiant damage and three piercing damage. Ouch. The rest of you somehow block the spears or they only graze you. Um, one almost punctures the boat's hull, but Karzalek at the last minute locks it with a piece of his armor. 
and then you shove off into the river. One of the spears embeds into my neck and my like, my sparks just start sparking even more. I'm not unconscious, but I'm like very close to it and I'm just uh, staggered back as we shove off. Okay. Spark is staggered. Your boat shoves off into the river and this beast thunders up along the shore as you let the current take you downstream, but also head out into the middle of the river. And it raises, the the alpha of this herd raises its body back on two legs, trumpeting one last time in defiance at you as the bullywugs hang on and taunt and jeer you as you get out of spear range. It goes as you leave it behind. You cross this river. You reach the other side. And here you are, at the foot of the rise in the middle of the Bulabadur Basin. Atop this is the Gulthiest Tree. You see the party anchor the boat on the shore, pulling it up or tying it to something, I would imagine. Yeah. And looking up at this colossal arboreal thing. I, th- I think if it's all right, I think I kneeled down. Once we reach the shore, I kneeled down to Bart, who extended this act of kindness that no creature's ever shown me in any kind of way. And I just like kneel down and get on Bart's level, and I'm just like, oh, th- thank you. That I've never had anybody ex- extend that kind of uh, thought to me before. That was. Hey, I don't have. We're we're in my my head like kind of tweaks, and I'm just like, I I don't know how uh, to express. It's okay. okay. It's okay, Spartan. This is, this is just what we do for each other. I'm sure Crow would do the same for me and I for Crow. Gotta stick together. It's dangerous. And, you know? And I'll kind of pat you, like, on the side yeah. of the head. And be like, you're, you're worth something, too. Yeah. You're more, you're more than just some of your parts. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick together and, and we'll see the, the whole world together. Yeah, it's real big out there. Lots of cool things. The scene unfolds as as you guys dry yourselves off a little bit, and the wind continues to pick up as the minutes pass by, the fog blowing away until you can really get a good view of what's around you. And move you back to uh, a map that you've been on before in Roll20. Also, if you want to see it on, um, on it's the World, World Anvil. Map. World Anvil is another option. If you want to take a look at that, it has some extra details. You could look at Spark's map. That's actually in fiction, the map that you would be able to see right now. Get yourself some bearings. I'm going to put your token where you are as you crossed here right there, inland, and there is a rise, a couple, maybe a a hundred something feet up, uh, pretty eroded hillside, 
but you look around and there's clearly a way that you could walk up. That's Drudge. You guys just immediately go towards... Let's catch our breath for a minute and take stock. I mean, Spark, you, you don't look so good. This disembodied voice just says to you. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay. And I second wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know, this whole time, uh, I, I we've hand-waved this, and I was waiting if someone would notice. But uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll say that your prisoner who's guiding you here is still right, with you. I, about her. I didn't forget about her. And I was... I was really on the fence to be like, did she just escape? You guys never found yeah, her. I mean, totally, like, totally kind of like, a, like Crow would not have cared at all. She would have just dropped the yeah. robot. So sure. it's kind of like up to what people would have done. I think. She seems like she's gone with you out of a sense of self-preservation. Yeah, that's the vibe that I you've gotten. Like she would definitely and die if she went back. She actually shares something. Um, once you've all reached your destination, she was running right alongside you. Uh, every once in a while having her own challenges that, you know, you can just imagine in your own <laughs> brain hole there. Um, one second, let me get my notebook out here. I have this in the notebook. <clears throat> um, Olma shares at this moment that uh, she, she has no idea what the future holds for her, but she's thankful to you that you've spared her life this far, and that you um, seem like you are on, on the path towards something. I don't know what. That's something. Um, my people, I want you to know, I told you I would tell you my story. Um, and hopefully help you understand. Uh, my people counseled the Bullywugs against the attacks and the raids to take these captives. I hope you understand. The the queen's appetites have always been a, a, a bit macabre for your taste, but over the last years, she's become a bit, a bit much. Wouldn't you agree? I I suppose. I don't know. So she's, she's gone now, so I don't think it matters, does it? It's, it's quite right. Um, and and if you understand the, the frogmen, you will know that soon they will have a new leader to replace the old one. Probably a king or a queen. Again. Cars gestures out towards these ruins, and all this speak of counseling and serving and you sound as if there's some dissatisfaction or tension between you and and these bullywogs. What? What? This? This? These city? These ruins? Were they? Were they? Did they always belong to the bullywogs? Were you always their advisors? Not I, but our peoples have been partners for a very long time. We served in this court here. Um, I, will, I will be honest, for if you choose to end my life, perhaps you may gain some peace from knowing. And I may gain some peace in whatever afterlife may come. 
I know right from wrong. What they have done here is abominable and not the way. We were on our way to provide them with what they needed to fix the device. So, yes, we advised them. Though this is not our city. The, the device? The lens atop the ziggurat. You saw it, yes? Yes, but um, what does it do exactly? An engine of excision. It removes aberrant creatures from this plane. What you witnessed there was to the Bullywugs a holy ritual. Does it kill them? In a sense, yes. In a sense, no. They do go somewhere else. Why do I share this? Again, you are headed, it seems, towards the Tree of Dreams, as they would call it. One of our former facilities that powers the device that we speak of. What's contained therein is a hybrid of technology and spirituality. The Bullywogs have found a way to make these things work, where our technicians and most skilled scholars struggle. That's the only reason we desire to work with them. You want your family back, is what I've come to understand. Yes. Yes, that is why I am here. Well, if what you've demonstrated so far is what we can come to expect, then I suppose you will have them back soon. What you do next will be very important. This is not as simple as some people abducted for a blood magic ritual by the greenskins or some of our kind when we eat your kind. There's far more going on here than I can explain at this moment. If, if we make camp here, perhaps I could, I could continue. Um, I, I'm happy to share what I know. Again, when you get to the facility, I intend on parting ways with you. Are we of an accord? Uh, she seems to be just as much of a friend of, as I am, as far as I'm concerned. I... I... Uh, Bart is going to look around to his companions, and I really... Couldn't really care. I appreciate the help you've given so far. I hope we're telling us the truth. If you wish to I, go on, uh, I am. That is that is fine with me. 
I said before, and I will say again, I, I hold no ill will towards you. Uh, except for, you know, you came here and started killing everyone. That, I'm not going to lie, has not really been great for me. And I'm in a bit of a compromised situation now because of that. So I'm hoping that you will continue to be merciful and allow me to leave with my life. Where will you go? Ah, a good question. Well, there is an event in less than a moon's time that I must attend. And gone. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> does that like ring any bells about do we know of any things happening less than a moon's time? I've been thinking back to like the, you know, the note we found in the pirates. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Ages ago. Mark of heroism, Zach. Yeah, it's the there you go. Thank you for That's, remembering uh, old sessions past. For remembering, well I believe that was session three or four. Mm. Wow. So, that yeah. Was, the, was that the, medi- the meeting on the sandbar? Was that it? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. The meeting uh, on the sandbar. The she would like to be in attendance, you feel, of so, that. I think Crow would just say... The meeting on the sandbar. This, her eyes. This disembodied voice says that. Yeah, yeah. Her her eyes widen and look around, and she she like you know she saw one orb floating. Like she knows, you know. She just, yeah. just doesn't see you. She's like, yeah. She looks around, like wherever you are. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> she laughs a little. It, yes, that's precisely right. I think Crow would take out the note from her possessions and. I don't know how invisibility works in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if now, an object, let's figure it out right now. Like, if I let go of an object, does it become invisible again? Kind of thing. Um, if you let go of an object, does it become invisible? What do you guys think? I I think it should. Like, it you think it should? Right. Like, it like, thematic, right? like thematically, that's kind of the way it's worked. Like, yeah. like, like, like an arrow you shoot is still an arrow. You know? Right. It's still an arrow. It leaves yeah. your, your grip and it materializes Contact. on the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you pull this out and it materializes as you let go of it. I would hand it to Ulma and say, Hand it to Ulma. You, she, need to, say, you need to tell us everything you know about this. Yeah, yeah, it's application for rites of passage and trade. It says, um, on the back are coordinates that can be reconciled with a map, a date about two months away from today, which was back then, obviously, and a short rhyming verse in crude handwriting compared to the flowery script on the front. And the coordinates, we we found those coordinates uh, indicated a sound bar. And just like the date when she mentioned less than a month kind of jarred that, I would say, for Crow. And you guys have in the Kasurian calendar here since the very beginning of our adventure, uh, perhaps around the time when that letter was penned, it has been close to a month. Just about. Not exactly. Give or take a few days. It's been a month, but it feels like a year. I don't know. It's like a year. It's amazing. Yeah. So... Within one moon, you know, like that seems like it could be, it seems like it could be that. Um, I'm going to give you, because you guys have, have hit upon here, and, and you asked her to tell you everything that she knows. 
I'm going to also just tell you everything that you know. There's a letter of Mark, which is a document that gives permission for a ship to act as a privateering vessel. Historically, in the real world, those were given to ships like a great example of a ship having a letter of mark that uh, many people may know is Sir Francis Drake. Sir Francis Drake was given license to be a pirate against the Spanish in the name of the British, and at one point I think the French as well, I could be wrong on that last one, but I know in, in the British service at one point, and he took contracts to take out Spanish ships and also just looted them and took the stuff and didn't have to really keep the books on it because he had a letter of mark from the government allowing him to do that. The other document that you have there is the right for passage. So that's being able to travel between places, you know, papers please, and you have your papers. So Remember the captain that had this? What was his name? Uh, Sambalit? No. No, no, no. no. It was, uh, it was before that. Was oh, like, oh. Honestly Grim. Grim, right? Yeah. Everett, Everett Honestly, honestly Grim. Grim. Honestly Grim. Right. You killed him, well and you killed his bird, and Crow and said, bird, I'm going to yep. eat you for dinner. Oh, we set his like bird free, and then you killed you it. You set his bird free, and then you <laughs> killed it. I and you're going to eat promises. the bird. <laughs> so uh, you uh, you killed you killed them, and you found these documents on them, and you found out later like they were definitely the captain of that ship that took the lighthouse that kidnapped Molly. Rust tide now, rider. the rust tide rider. Now let's keep going here because like we're and we're coming to a, a good stopping point. We'll come to that real soon here. I just want to connect this all back. Che, Bart's storyline is very central to what's going on with Molly, obviously. <clears throat> you took this group of adventurers with you to find your daughter who didn't show back up after she went to a town that you don't normally go to because they're known to be racist and unfriendly towards your kind. You are, in part, a greenskin. And in this world, greenskins are persecuted by the humans beyond the, oh, the orcs are raiding from the hills. Like, well, if the orcs are raiding from the hills all the time, the humans develop a hatred for them. And in certain places, they've destroyed entire nations. And the humans despise them as a race, blindly. So you don't get to trade in Rinko Bing. So you send your daughter from your halfling wife and she passes and she's okay, tenuously. You always worry. She doesn't come back one time. And the person that has helped train up these animals for the show, but more importantly, I think, helped made some of the social connections to go between all these different fairs and try to win some money in what seems like a kind of a little bit of a seedy enterprise if you start to really think about it. Like, going from fair to fair, trying to win prize money for the biggest, strongest animals, that's that's got to be a really competitive trade. And the daughter who gets really into it, Molly, 
she winds up, as we learned in the mansion episodes and beyond, kind of working on the side, doing some things that Bart may or may not know about. Things in connection with the very same pirates that have been taking people. Father is blind to his children's shortcomings to a degree. Yeah. So then his daughter gets taken by that same group. Along with a couple of other kids. One gets left behind in the cave. You guys show up investigating in that town and in the process commit murder of one of the same kids that was there that fateful night when everybody went in and fooled around in the mansion on a bed. Self-defense, but that's fine. Self-defense. Yeah, and you guys, that's kind of... You guys, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just telling a story here, okay. <laughs> but it depends on who's telling it, I guess. What if we had a letter of Mark from a slush glacier? <laughs> to just kill, to just kill anybody in a graveyard. Graves. Yeah, you're private. Yeah. I'm privateering this graveyard right now. So you continue. We want. You 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 continue on trying to hide your crime, and you seal their body up inside the tomb of some old alchemist. And you go into town. You wind up staking out the ship, learning a bunch of stuff about them. You. Uh, learn about the town. You defend the town against an attack from Bullywoods wearing fish hats. No. And you're the heroes fighting these giant beasts, including one being ridden like a war elephant on a bridge. Tonight you ran away from four of those. Tactical repositioning, not running away. Tactical repositioning. You continue on, your, your, your powerful contacts in town, they say to you that you need to go and find where these people have been taken. This strange teleportation magic or something that was used. Uh, it's, it can be the only explanation. The bullywogs are behind all of it. You chase them down to where they're, they're known to lair in the Bullabadur Basin. You fall, probably pushed, into this labyrinthine dungeon meant to kill you. Meant like all the other adventurers that Spark has seen, dead, to stay there forever. Cut their stuff. (laughs) But you get out. And this story goes to a new place. You escape the temple. You run through the camps and you get to the river. Even though they chase you, you still get away. You cross over and you know, based on what you've learned in Bulabadur, if you follow the shepherd's crook in the stars, it's not nighttime right now, it'll lead you straight towards where you need to go. But you also learn that the tree of dreams is where they go to enter and where this Ulma Copperbloom has told you that they're taking captives. She knows they're taking them there and that it powers some sort of device at the ziggurat. So are we all clear on the long rambling Charlie Day red string thing that I've just laid out there? Can you start over actually? I missed, Can I start yeah. over from the beginning? <laughs> okay. I missed, I missed a snap, sorry. 
not sure. Questions, comments. Damn. I miss the good old days where like tribal hordes would just like steamroll through a town and just like take people away on horseback and just be like, okay, got him. <laughs> I and miss the good old days. And then you were just like, all right, they took him. Never, not gonna go get him. See you later. Here it is. Now you're like multi-planer, fucking teleportation, <laughs> freaking livestock keeping. Like, damn man, they, these kids they don't they don't know good old get old good old kidnapping and human trafficking like they, like we do. Damn. I'm not even gonna go into what's going on where they're taking people. Yeah, that's a whole other thing that we will Jeez. deal with in this book, in this volume, in this act. I, I think it's just great that it just further cements that like it's I think as you said Ben you're really good at just it's not just like oh bullywogs are bad guys like they're all they obviously have like a like a complex dynamic relationship with a lot of just regular Kasurians who are like all right sweet you know this is there's there's profit to be found in dealing with these people and it's yeah yeah they they told them not to raid Renkoping. Don't do that. That's dumb. Why with dates? Hey, stop. Oh, and you raided Blinko Bing. Yeah. Hmm. Like, if you want a sustainable source of captives, for example, would you just outwardly go and grab them? That's, that seems like a bad idea. True. It's very true. That is quite true. So you're at the foot of this, this hill. You catch your breath. No one's chasing you right now. If they are, they're gonna, they don't have a boat. They need to go get one. And then they need to come get you. And you, you have a little while. What, what do you do? I say we, looking at Oma, cars just, I, I, I feel we're in agreement, we shouldn't. Should let you go. And Cars looks to the others. I think Crow would probably still being invisible would uh, speak up and say, "You can go. That's fine by me." But um, I hope we see you again. I hope you see me again, and perhaps um, at that time. You will see things from my perspective. I wish I could share more, but if you are allowing me to leave, then I, I must take that opportunity. I, I cannot express to you how grateful I would be. Again, my deepest apologies for the abominable things that Guo Guo and her kin have, have done. We, you may judge us for what we have done, selling our secrets and attempting to regain access to our ancestral sites. Uh, but we did what we had to do. Now, if I may, I'm going to take my leave. Go back and as you go, just, I encourage you to warn those still there who may hold some semblance of power that you see we here we are quickly unraveling the secrets and the dealings that are happening here and four of us have caused enough chaos here you should concern yourself should Schloss Gletcher the confederations the 
and the alliances, should word spread, there's a lot more than us that could be bearing down here in the future. I advise you to be careful in your future actions. She grimly nods, like... She knows that there is, in a sense, even after all this is done, like, yeah, you've dealt with these bullywugs, but... There's still a lot of unresolved questions, and it seems like she's referring to a side that she belongs to at times that is greater than this location, mm. this fight, you know. Um, she, she does say as she walks away, leaving behind a small satchel. If we meet again, perhaps you can return this to me. Thank you. And she walks off. What's in the satchel? You you go grab you grab the satchel. Yes. First, I, I want to make sure she's like walking off in the direction <laughs> that isn't just like to go and form us. She seems like she's going to the <laughs> west, uh, just like towards on the map. You would see where it said more bugs. She's just walking into the more bugs. Watch out for the bugs. <laughs> she's walking off away from the rise. Yeah, I mean, she's um, she's nothing to us. That's fine. She can that's go. Fine. So uh, she she left you a bag. Bags. Let's yes. open the bag. It explodes and we all die. No. <laughs> I think so, I, I okay. think as she leaves, I uh, in primordial, I uh, as she's like a, a bit away, I'm just like, be at peace and let the gods guide you safely to your place. <laughs> she she's gone by the time uh, you finish, and <laughs> is you know. Up, I mean, the, up the shore so like, into the kinda, wispy fog. Yep. Kind of table talk. I'm thinking like, when do we see her again at this sandbar? It's like she owes us one, you know? So That's like, kind of the, yeah, you you, you hit the nail on the head as far as your DM thinks. Um, this bag. I want to get, I want to deal with this bag. Mm-hmm. Who checks it out? Not I. Uh, the, the disembodied voice will open the bag. <laughs> of course. The disembodied <laughs> voice walks over and open, picks up the bag. The bag opens itself. It has this mm-hmm. teal, like, uh, kind of like diagonal pattern sewn around the uh, flap that you open up the bag with. And there's a tassel. You open it up and you reach inside and you pull out another 50 feet of rope yes whoa dude there, is it's it, is it silken it's Ooh, silken rope oh my god wow. let's retire let's retire let's go. <laughs> and then you but you're like wait a second that's not what i saw when i looked in there you reach down again and you pull out another potion of mana a level two potion of mana and then you're like wait a second and you realize this is not a normal bag. This is a bag of holding. Wow. 
so many things. What a what a nice gift she gave us. What? Wow. This bag, for those who don't know, is roughly two feet in diameter and four feet deep, and it can hold up to five hundred pounds and weighs fifteen pounds, regardless of its contents. So we immediately go back to that big treasure room and just you go back. (laughs) Fill it the fuck up. Let's go. The 5,000 copper, thousand million <laughs> copper room. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like we've been using Karzalek as a pack mule. Maybe this You've been using least... him up to his capacity. <laughs> yeah. like, he eases his burden a little bit. And yeah. I mean, really, like, open up more space to carry more stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to make you guys do the actual accounting of this right now, but yeah. I imagine you guys fucking unload your treasure into a group treasure bag. Yes. Not me. I think, I mean... Not you? (laughs) Nope. I'm keeping all my shit. I kind (laughs) of think Cars should continue to hold it just for, like, bookkeeping ease. Sure. Cars like is holding the bag of holding. Yeah, we can just kind of uh, change the weight capacity that Cars is experiencing. Yeah, Cars now has a 500 pounds that gets condensed down to 15 pounds. Minus 485 pounds. What that really does is it frees cars like up to lift heavy things and to carry mm. things without being like I'm also carrying tons of treasure you know to carry more of our shit to carry yeah, more I can, of your shit nice. I can absolutely do inventory too so I can make it we can figure that out in a bit but yeah, yeah. so you guys got a bag of holding because you saved Ulma and she nice. you actually let her go and she seems like she's working on something you know she's got motives she's working on herself She's working on Mm. herself. She's going to yoga twice a week now. (laughs) That's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Okay. I I really want to find a good end here, but I I feel like we're we're, like I could have done like some cliffhanger thing (laughs) at one point, but always have the cliffhanger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're really close though. So, like, what do you guys do? Well, I have one question. What time yeah. of day about is it at this point? It's afternoon. It's, af- okay. it's afternoon. So Spark is pretty... Like... Go ahead. No, no, I no. no. Uh, saying Spark's pretty beat up. Like, we need to rest or heal or something before we continue on. Yeah, it's been a while since you guys have had a long rest. I think it's been a really long day. Can we, like... Is there, like, a nook in, in this ridge that we can, like, kind of tuck into and set up a humble camp the question is do you i don't know how many hit dice you guys have and if a short rest would even be useful mechanically i'm I'm not i'm not sure where the party's at the question is do you guys think that you'd want to take the time to do that and what what timeline is there right now molly the timeline is just like but it's just worried about getting you know, we, we can't fight a battle, basically. So we you can't we, fight a battle. So well, we could getting getting if caught. We had a little bit of a short rest. We're not great. That's my question. Then. You know, like there's a big difference to, to like tactically take a short rest, and yeah. even if you don't have a lot of hit die, you maybe you get back a little bit of stuff versus taking a long rest and chancing something narratively happening because we are at the stage where you guys are doing like you just killed a major boss who was yeah. the queen, and you thought they might be freaking out and finding her. They didn't. Some but major a group found you. Yeah, some, some major things could unfold. And it's 
I mean, it, it kind of depends on, on what we see around us. Like, if it's a place where we could feasibly hole up for a night or for a day. Yeah, on, on the map, yeah. yeah there, like, you could you could definitely find somewhere to try to hide. Like, there's there's you're not in clear-cut areas. You're, you're like, uh, approaching a, a mile outside town now, right? Like, it's... You're... You're, you're, you go across the shore and you travel a distance heading up this rise. It's a pretty big rise. You don't make tons of progress before you realize that you're just in the woods now. Like, there's just, there's woods everywhere. Yeah, I mean, table talk wise, long rest is my strong preference at this point. Um, but narratively, if we are feeling pressed for time, I could see, you know, a short rest at a, at a minimum. We, we definitely need to find a place where we're not visible to anyone casually scanning from the other side of the river kind of stuff. And, and you know, if we can make camp somewhere, even, even better. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of am fine with the idea of a long rest in terms of maybe just exhaustion. Just being so tired. Yeah, I feel like uh, with a short rest, I could keep going and we could keep doing things, but it's not quite obviously optimal should we be facing something. But like, also, it's crunch time. And I'd kind of rather know and find out than just happen to sleep right underneath where shit goes down and we get up there in the morning and like, oh, shuck. Yeah. But, uh, that is that is also quite fair. But I would love a long rest, obviously. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, the one the one bit that I kind of get is that like we haven't long rested in a while, right? Yeah, like we've just been running and running and running and when boss was the last fight, long running rest? and boss fight. And... It was and inside was it? of uh, what was the name of? The, the valve, pre, pre-valve, or was it? It was the dragon serpent. Oh, it was at the the quadles <laughs> layer. Yeah, the quadles a- Apsu, Apsu. Apsus. Yeah. Yeah. Temple. So that's that was a while ago. Yeah, that's the only reason why, like, I'm kind of okay with it because I feel like maybe our characters would just be so tired that it doesn't really matter what our preferences are. I'm fine with doing either though, like. Because I do understand also the like wanting to just press forward and see what the hell is going on up there. Yeah, yeah, I can go either way. Was. So, um, I'm, give I me mean, a I'm, consensus here, and I will tell you what we what happens. I, I mean, think, mm, I vote long ahead. rest, but down for anything. I mean, it really, again, it kind of depends on, like, what do we see? Like, if there's a place there's, where, where we could definitely hide overnight. It seems, yes, there, there's a place that you hide overnight. Just give me a verdict. Like, you find something. Is that, is sure. that what's happening in this scene here? I, mean, I, I personally think long rest. Yeah. Mechanically and narratively, it makes sense for, for Craig. Right. Uh, it does. Narratively, pacing-wise, everything. I figured after all that, you know, there might be a long rest happening here. So, and then we can, we can just end and... Yeah, uh, let's do it. So, Sounds okay. Nice. So, <clears throat> I can describe how this happens then. 
the party wanders through the forest, just trying to find somewhere to settle down. They're looking for something safe. They're looking for something maybe defensible. Every once in a while, they come across a ruin. Um, and they think, well, would these walls be conspicuous to hide out in? Or would they be defensible enough that it's worth, you know, being the bear inside the cave? And you eventually find there's a concrete structure that is very rough shod um, concrete. It's like you can see the pebbles in it. They're, they're very large, but it's bound together in this composite. And there's a thrumming coming from below. You cautiously enter and there's like a big basin where water drips down from a bunch of different directions and flows down in a stream and it's just pumped away to some other location. And in here, it's warm. Even though it's dripping down in the main chamber, there are a couple of antechambers that are large enough to camp out in that are fairly dry. And there's only one way in and one way out. I stand at that one way in and one way out and pull out my shield and uh, quarterstaff and just stand in the doorway and just rotate my head and put on my goggles at night. And uh, and I say to the others, <laughs> I got this, gang. Get some rest. Uh, does anybody have any way of healing up Spark a little bit before starting watches? <laughs> I feel great. I've never, I've never felt cared for in my entire life. I mean, actually, I guess kind of mechanically, do we know if Spark is healed by like healing magic, or is, does it need like a special? I think Spark's been yeah. healed by healing magic, hasn't? hasn't I, I can't remember. Haven't they? I don't know if I have. I don't been know. Healed? Well, I mean, do you have any available anyway? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bart has some spell slots I could crank onto. Do you do that? Uh, how? Uh, give me a percentile of where you're at right now. <laughs> percentile? I can't do that math. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell them that number. I have I have 13 out of 33 max hit points. So not, not but my great. max HP that's reduced. reduced. I don't know if that'll return when I when I wake up. Or I'll give you I'll give you one remain. cure wounds level one. That'd be lovely. All right, so. And I have a couple hit dice to spend in the evening. So. You no, low numbers, but seven a healing. Seven. You. Nice. And Bart is going to pass out then. Bro robs Bart while he's passed out and leaves. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so so you guys do your spells and your long rest and and that kind of jazz, yeah. I mean, if Heck if yeah. we successfully make it through the night, then yes. Okay, you're like tucked into this this ridge line here. You can kind of see, you know, it's yeah. like you're you're in there, and this water pump has been keeping this area dry for some time, and pumping it somewhere else. 
and you are able to shelter there. Yeah, I think we're just long rest. We're long rest and taking watches. It sounds taking like taking watches and divvy up the watches. Got it. Makes sense. Very good. I mean, and totally table talk wise, like I was hoping to save the mana potions for after a long rest, so we weren't just like using them just yeah, to yeah. be careful. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good nice. stuff. I think it is. Fine. But that would have been a great way for us to continue to push. But yeah, sure, it's a great stopping point, and I'm glad to have a long rest. A long rest for the first time. It's your first long rest in Act Three. And um, an epic chase, holy moly! After an epic chase, I'm looking at my spread—not uh, my spreadsheet, my flow chart of different places that led to different things and their conditions, <laughs> and looking at the route y'all took, and I'm, I'm very happy it went that way. <laughs> um, it sparks first long rest, and yeah. I don't sleep, so I can just look out the entire night. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're like, we're in it. We're committed. We're not getting that saltfish on that on the old boat back, on the barge back, y'all. Yeah, you guys have traveled. Like, the barge is way down there. It's gone. It's been taken by someone else. This yeah. I mean, also, oh. remember, the, the fucking Olma. Olma, that's she was talking about them. They were bringing in a new lens for the fucking thing. That's uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to meeting Olma again at the Sandbar event. And being like, hey. <laughs> Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, that's that's a good seed that you planted there. Like what you hear? Try leaving us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Or better yet, tell a friend. Thanks for coming along with us on this strange adventure. Will our intrepid heroes find what they seek in the Tree of Dreams? What dangers await them in the next chapter of their perilous journey? Stay tuned, dear listener. Stay tuned. We shall see you next time on Strangers Rolling Dice.